Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. If 2020 was a car, it probably looked something like this. Now sometimes, this is not only the picture of 2020, but sometimes this is the picture of our lives. Just imagine for a moment that your life was a car. I think sometimes it feels like our car or our lives looks a little bit like that. You know, there's this picture of who I want to be, the direction I want my life to be going. And, and this, this, this picture or this person that I believe God has called me to be. And then there are the things that I do. It's as if the, the top of the car is going this direction, but the wheels aren't going the same direction. You know, sometimes it feels like there are certain areas of my life that are not aligned with who God called me to be. It's like the picture I have of, of who I should be and who I want to be. It's not the same as the things that I'm actually doing. Uh, just this past Sunday, I spoke to a friend. I'll call him Jim to, uh, just to tell this story. So I spoke to this friend of mine, Jim, and, and he was saying that how tired he is after 2020 and how easy he loses his temper. He was telling, him, telling me how, how, how just how thin his emotions are and how easy he gets angry uh, lately. And he just made this comment and he says, but that's not who I am. It's not who I really am. It's not who I want to be. And what he was actually saying is that this, this anger outbursts of mine, that's not aligned with who God has called me to be. It's not aligned with who I really am. Maybe you sometimes feel like that. Sometimes you find yourself doing certain things, but you feel like this is not aligned with who God calls me to be. And that's what we want to speak about today. Now, in order to uh, speak about today, uh, I want to use an illustration of wheel alignment. I want to speak about cars uh, for, for a minute. And uh, if you are someone that knows a lot about cars, if you are a type of mechanic uh, and you're watching this right now or you are you know, just knowledgeable on cars, uh, I just want to ask for forgiveness for the sermon that you're about to receive. Because uh, I actually don't know a lot about cars. But I spoke to some friends and they taught me a couple of things about wheel alignment. And so I want to teach those, the other 90% that don't know much about cars, I want to teach you something about wheel alignment. Now, the thing about wheel alignment is that you've got wheels at the bottom of your car that helps you to go in the direction that you want to go. But sometimes these wheels aren't aligned with your car. Now, when you do wheel alignment, there are two reasons for doing wheel alignment. The first one is to make sure that the front wheels and the back wheels are driving in the same tracks, that you don't drive in four tracks, but in two tracks. I'll show you a little picture of what it could look like if your wheel alignment is out. And this is, I think, a beautiful picture because even for us, sometimes the different areas of our lives are not aligned with one another. And that causes a lot of damage and frustration in our lives, if we don't align all of the areas in our lives together with one another. So wheel alignment is about aligning the different wheels, the four wheels to one another. But then secondly, wheel alignment is also about aligning your wheel so that it is up straight. So it's aligning it that it hits the, the road squarely that your tire doesn't run down on the one side quicker than on the other side. Uh, if, you know, the result of bad wheel alignment, if your wheel is off maybe to the left or to the inside or to the outside, it would be like this picture. Your, your tire runs out on the one side and then you have to change your tires every 20,000 
kilometers and that costs you a lot of money. And so that's why it's so important to constantly go back to the mechanics or the people that do the wheels. I don't know what you call them, mechanics, I'm not even sure. To constantly go back to them and do wheel alignment because of the many potholes we have in South Africa, the potholes knock your wheels off. And so you have to go back and realign your wheels again so that it's aligned with your car and also aligned with the road. Otherwise, it's going to cost you a lot of money and there's going to be lots of damage on your wheels. And so the way that these people actually do the wheel alignment is they pull your car in and then they attach to your wheels lasers and also these mirrors. And the reason why they do that is they, they use these, I've got a mirror here as a little prop, maybe you can see our cameraman and sound man standing there. They use these mirrors to, to align your wheels to one another, but also to a zero point to make sure that they are square. Now, David does exactly this in Psalm 139. He takes his heart for a bit of wheel alignment. Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 says the following. Search me, O God, and know my heart. It's as if he's taking out his heart. Instead of taking the wheels of his car, he's taking out his own heart, putting it in front of God, saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. He's putting his heart out there saying, God, put your mirror on this heart and check if it's aligned with who you are. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any grievous way in me. Another translation says, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David is putting his own life before God and he says, God, I wanna come in for some wheel alignment with my heart. Would you put your mirror just on me and show me if there's any offensive way? Because I wanna be aligned with who you called me to be. I wanna be aligned with who you are. Now, Imagine your life as a car and the different areas of your life as the different wheels of your life. The question is, are you putting a mirror up against those wheels of your life? Are you putting a mirror up, not only on the spiritual life that you uh, are busy living, but are you putting a mirror up against every area of your life, against your, your relationships? Are you putting a mirror up against your marriage, the way that you are parenting your children? Are you putting a, a mirror up against your, your finances and asking God, God, search my heart, search this area of my heart and see if there's any offensive way in me. Now, the wonderful thing that, that happens is that when we put our faith in Jesus, there is a transformation that happens. We, the, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse uh, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, here's the wonderful thing is that when we put our faith in Jesus, we become new. The old has passed away and the new has come. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. No longer a sinner, but you are now a child of God. But God does not leave you there. God does not just leave you there by salvation. He keeps on working on you. He takes the wheels of this car and he aligns it to who he is. It is a continuous process of aligning us to become more and more like him. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 explains this beautifully. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord 
are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Another translation, New Living Translation, puts this verse in the following way. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And so what it's actually speaking about, the work of God in your life is not only to get you saved, to make you a child of God, but it's a work that keeps on happening. He's aligning each area of your life so that you become more and more and more like Christ, being transformed from one degree of glory to another, being aligned, the wheels of your life, being aligned from one degree of glory to another, that you become more and more like Christ. Now, let me just for a moment stop speaking about cars. I know those who are knowledgeable on cars might be get, getting frustrated right now. And you might be thinking to yourself, uh, just stick to your lane. You know, just go for the theology, leave the mechanics for now. So let me just do that. Let me just stick to my lane and give you a bit of theology. I want to speak to you just quickly for about two doctrines. Now, a doctrine is just a fancy word for a theme. Uh, there are these two doctrines we find in the Bible or two theological themes we find uh, in the Bible. And they are firstly justification. And then the second one I want to speak to you about is sanctification, which is a very nice word for wheel alignment in our lives. You know, the better word for sanctification is wheel alignment. So justification refers to the, the moment that you put your faith in Jesus. On that moment when you put your faith in Jesus, you get justified. Justified is a legal term that basically just means to say that you are free from guilt. You are free from sin. You are no longer guilty before God because the penalty for your sin has been paid by Jesus. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So to be justified just basically means to be saved. It means to become a child of God. Now, how does God do this? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, when you put your faith in Jesus, the great exchange takes place. He exchanges your guilt and your sin for His righteousness, His right standing before God. His holiness gets transferred to you as your sin gets transferred to Jesus, and He took that to the cross. And so in Christ Jesus, when you put your faith in Jesus, Jesus died the death that you were supposed to die. And in exchange, you receive His righteousness. So when you stand before the Father, you stand before the Father holy. You stand before the Father without any guilt or shame because you have got the righteousness of Christ, not your own righteousness. You are standing in the right standing of Jesus. And with that same boldness, you can approach the throne room of heaven now because you have got the righteousness of Christ. Now, when a Christian says, I got saved on that day. They basically just mean to say, on that day, I put my faith in Jesus and the moment of justification took place there. When someone says, I was born again, they're referring to this idea, this doctrine of salvation or this doctrine of justification. That moment, it is a once-off moment where we put our faith in Jesus and our identity changes. Now, 
2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we are now a new creation in Christ. We've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You were once an enemy of God, but now you are a friend of God. You were an orphan, now you are a son or a daughter of God. So to just put it back into the analogy that we're busy working with, it's like you were a bicycle, but now you've become a car. It's a total new identity. You were orphan, now you're a child. You were enemy, now you are a friend. It's like you were a, a it's, it's a total new creation. You were a Ford Ranger, but now you are a Toyota Hilux Bucky, right? Transformed, totally transformed, new creation, something different. Colossians 1 verse 13, 14 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. Now, this justification is the fact that we stand righteous before God, our right standing before God. Paul Tillich says it in the following way, you are accepted. Just accept the fact that you are accepted. It is the great yes we have received from God. That is justification. And that leads me then to the second doctrine, which is sanctification. You see, justification and sanctification, you cannot separate these two from one another, but they are still distinct uh, in a way. Now, this sanctification is the ongoing process of the Holy Spirit as He conforms you to become more and more like Jesus. It's like you have become, you've been transferred from a bicycle to a car, but now the wheel alignment still needs to take place sometimes. Sometimes we hit potholes and the wheel alignment goes off and we need to go in and allow the Holy Spirit to work on us, to put the mirror up just like David did and says, God, search my heart. See if there's any offensive way. And this is an ongoing process. As we hit potholes in life, we have to go back to God and, and put the mirror on the wheels of our life. Now, there are certain areas of our life that we have to allow God to come and do this work. Now, the reality is because we've been transferred into a new identity, what sanctification is actually all about is about being transformed to become more like Jesus and becoming more holy because God is holy. But it is also becoming more of what you already are. You see, you are already a righteous person before God. You're already holy. You've been made holy by Jesus. Now, the process of sanctification is becoming more and more of what you already are, actually. Sometimes we forget what we are, but it's becoming more and more of what we already are. 1 Peter 1 verse 15 and 16 puts it in this way, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. conduct. Another translation says in everything you do, all of the wheels of your car, in everything you do, we need to be holy. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. You see, God is the zero point. He is the one that we get aligned to. He is the car and the ground that we need to align our lives to, every area of our lives. Because He is holy and we've been made holy through Christ. We become holy through this working of sanctification by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 15 says, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. We are growing up. We are maturing into Christ. Now, 
Justification is past tense. It is something that happened. And Hebrews 10 actually explains that, that Christ made a sacrifice once for all. Nothing, nothing can or needs to be added to the work that Christ did. But in Ephesians 4, it explains that we grow in every way and become more and more like Christ. You see, sanctification is not past tense. Sanctification is present, continuous tense. As we keep on hitting potholes, we have to come back into the workshop and allow God to do a work of alignment in us. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Being transformed means present continuous tense. It is something that is happening today. It happens this week. It's going to keep on happening until the day that we stand face to face before Jesus. Are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Now let's get practical for a moment. Just this last part of the sermon, I just want us to be real practical. When it comes to your salvation, justification, the way that you access that is through faith. It's through faith alone, by God's grace alone, in Christ alone. You put your faith in Jesus. That's the way you access justification. The way that you access your sanctification or becoming more and more like Christ it's through honesty. It's through honesty. Faith, we get our salvation, but it's through honesty that we become more and more like Jesus. What I mean with honesty, it's being honest with ourselves. It's, it's putting the mirror up. It's looking at our lives in a real honest way. It's not only putting the mirror up, but it's, you see, the beautiful thing about the Bible is that the Bible is that mirror. We read the Bible and the Bible is the mirror that we look into and we see the zero point. We see who we are called to be. We see who we really are. And then the Holy Spirit works in us and it shows us where we have to align our lives to become more of what we already are. It's putting the mirror up. It's being honest with ourselves and it's being honest with God also. Psalm 139, let me read that again. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Just for one moment, I want you to be real honest with yourself as you're watching this. Let's quickly put the mirror up against every area of your life. One of the wheels in your life might be the relationship wheel. If you think about the relationships that you are in, maybe you are in a dating relationship. Let me ask you this. In terms of your sexual purity in that dating relationship, is it aligned with what God calls us? to be? Is it aligned with the point zero? Is it aligned with the ground that is God? When it comes to your marriage, is your marriage something that is aligned with what God teaches about what a healthy marriage should look like? The way that you are parenting your children, or even let me put it this way, the way that you are honoring your parents, is that aligned with what the Bible teaches? Your relationships with your, your friends, Maybe another wheel, it's not relationships, but the way you do your job is the way that you go to work each day. Is that aligned with what the Bible teaches us about how we should go to work? That we're not working for a boss, but we're actually working for God. And the way that we, that we work is saying something about who we are in Christ. Maybe another wheel is the wheel of talents. How are you doing the things that you're good at? Are you using your talents, your gifts 
to benefit only yourself or are you using them to benefit other people also? Are they, is your talents aligned with who God called you to be? The things that you're good at, good at. Are you growing your talents? Are you becoming even better at the things that you're good at? Because that would be honoring God and aligning your talents with who God is. Maybe your finances, that's another wheel. Maybe that's another wheel where you need to align it. You know, for many of us, the, the, the place where we need to align our finances is we, we fall, fall into a spending trap. But for many others, it's not a spending trap. It is a, a, a saving trap. You see, the Bible teaches actually against both of those traps. On the one side, we get lots of wisdom that we should not be just spending. So Black Friday that has passed about a week ago, how did you, you know, how did your Black Friday spending, was that aligned with what the Bible teaches about the way that we spend? Or maybe in terms of your saving, are you putting all of your, your security in your life savings or are you still trusting in God? Is your finances aligned with what the Bible teaches about finances? What about your time? If you had to show me your calendar right now, can we look at your calendar, the way that you spend your hours in the week and say that your calendar is aligned with the Bible? Or are you maybe spending too much time in areas where you should not be spending it? Now, how do we align this? 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, which is our scripture for the sermon. It says, we all are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And then it says, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You see, the mistake that you can make is try, and doing your, uh, try, try to do the, your wheel alignment by yourself. Uh, I've got a funny photo that I saw about a guy that, that did his own wheel alignment. We don't want that, right? Uh, the way that we try and correct it is just by pulling on the steering wheel, trying to, to come to the middle of the road. But you know, sometimes you can't fix it yourself. You need to go in to the workshop. You need to go to the mechanic. You need to go to the professional. And what a wonderful mechanic we have in God himself. Sometimes we need to go to God. We can't do it ourselves. Philippians 2 verse 13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Sometimes we don't even want to align the areas of our lives. We don't want to align the wheels in our life. But the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do that. And he gives us the desire to do his will. And so we need to ask God firstly. But you might still ask, yeah, but how does that look practically? How does that practically help me if I just ask and I know, okay, I need to go in. But how does God actually do this? Is it just a prayer and then, you know, the wheels are going to be aligned? No. God uses instruments to align us. He uses just like when we do wheel alignment, we use mirrors and we use lasers and we tighten and we loosen and, and it hurts. The same way God uses instruments. One of the instruments is his Bible. He uses his Bible as a mirror. But secondly, a powerful instrument that God uses is other people. God uses the people around you to bring alignment in our lives. But we need to allow it. We need to allow that. Can you imagine before Black Friday, if you know that you fall in the spending trap quite frequently, if you had a friend that phoned you and said, maybe just leave your credit card with me because I know this is going to be a temptation for you this Black Friday. Imagine you had a friend like that that helps you with that alignment. Imagine you were open enough 
about the wheels in your life that is not aligned, that you invite other people to help you fix those things. Imagine if you, if you struggled with watching pornography, that you download something like the Accountable to You app, where someone else can see everything that you watch on your phone. And when you struggle, you've got a friend that phones you and say, hey buddy, what are you looking at? Imagine we opened our lives like that. and We allowed the instruments of God, who is other people, to come and bring alignment in our lives. Sanctification, it's so important to remind yourself. It's not about achieving something. We're not becoming holy so that we can be accepted by God. We are already accepted. You are already righteous before God. That is your position. But then after that, there's also an action that's required from you. And that action is to put the mirror up against the wheels of your life. It's doing what David did in Psalm 139 and to say, God, search me and see if there's any, any area of my life that needs to be aligned to you. That is the action that follows. And then also in that process, there's the power of the Holy Spirit that helps you to do this. It's a process that is empowered by God himself. I hope that you would be reminded today that you have been made righteous before God, but God calls you every area of your life to align with this new identity that you have received in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask that just anyone watching this, God, would you come and put up the mirror in their life, on the wheels of their life, God, and show them if there's anything, God, that is not aligned with who you are and not aligned with who they are in you, Christ Jesus. I ask you to do that right now, God. Would you give them the courage? Would you empower them? Give them the courage to phone someone and find those instruments that we have received from you, God, the Bible and other people. Would you give them the courage to phone a friend to come and help them with this alignment in their life? Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.